This is the Pop Tournaments podcast. In Pop Tournaments, we take a category of pop culture and let you, the fans, vote on matchups in a single elimination tournament format to determine an ultimate champion. We are here to discuss those results and the upcoming matchups. Thanks to our great community and everybody who votes, let's start the show. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Pop Tournaments Podcast. This is episode 137, coming to you on January 30th. 2023 this is concert and coincidence day get ready oh boy because everything has a coincidence on today's pop tournaments episode it is the anniversary of the 1969 uh beatles rooftop concert hmm that's neat fan of the rooftop concert that one in particular or just rooftop concerts in general no that one in particular um yeah, I, I've never seen it, but, um, you know, the Beatles are cool. I like that look for them, the fur coats and mustache era. <laughs> 50th anniversary, speaking of fur coats and mustaches, 50th anniversary of the very first Kiss concert. Wow. At the that, Popcorn that's cool. Club in Queens. Hmm. So That's cool. Are you a Kiss uh, fan? Uh, you know, so my... My second real concert ever, I took my parents to see Kiss. Flock of Seagulls. Their, <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> at, at Barbecue Fest, Rib Fest. <laughs> no, I bought tickets at the Target Center to uh, Kiss's reunion back in the makeup concert, the Psycho Circus. Oh, nice. And nice. took my parents. <laughs> That's um, awesome. But also... 30th anniversary of Michael Jackson's Super Bowl halftime show. Ooh. Now, so uh, what was funny to me, the reason they the NFL invested in getting Michael Jackson, and again, they didn't pay him, but there was a lot of negotiations. They had to make donations to his charity, blah, blah, blah. But the previous year, they the ratings for the halftime show got beat by an in-living color special. <laughs> oh, God. And do you remember which Super Bowl the previous year was? Um, Winter Magic in Minneapolis, Minnesota at oh the Hubert boy. H. Humphrey Metrodome. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. The but, Bills uh, and the Washington football team. And well, it, the the Bills got destroyed. And, you know, there somebody, a friend of the show was actually there. Who? Um, me. <laughs> a very very close friend of the show <laughs> uh and didn't you meet a few celebrities at that game i did yeah uh muhammad ali was the the big one um i i can't i you, can't you knocked out the... muhammad ali famously yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, the, he, at the super he, bowl <laughs> he he was past his prime so i don't mention it much <laughs> Uh, yeah, iconic though. I I mean, really, and it still took a few years after that for the Super Bowl to kind of get back in. I mean, the next year was like rock and country, and then the following year after that was that whole Indiana Jones performance. Like, Oof. 
just weird. And then the Blues Brothers after that. I don't remember any of these. Yeah, again. But everybody remembers that Michael Jackson one. So, Um, yeah, a lot of different concerts today. And a very happy birthday to one of my favorite drummers. Maybe not my favorite member of Genesis, but one of my favorite drummers, Phil Collins. Oh, yeah. Great. Do you have a love do you do you have a favorite Phil Collins song? Oh boy. You know, I think most of my favorite Phil Collins songs are Genesis songs. Okay. Um that's fine. I mean he played drums, so that kind of Yeah, yeah. Um God, I mean, that's all is like mm. I, I think of that as being a Phil Collins song, even though that's a Genesis song. You're right. And no, the but- other the other one, kind of going on the the slower side, I don't know if you know this one. It was a hit, but it's very much like adult contemporary middle of the road Genesis hit. Uh, throwing it all away. I'm not familiar. I I, you oh. know, I probably knew it if I heard it, but I, yeah. You you like, probably would. It it was like it was a hit. It just wasn't one of their big hits. So uh, personally, my favorite and kind of a ridiculous, but I always love the ridiculous songs. Don't lose my number. Or in, oh, in yeah. parentheses, Billy. <laughs> yep, yep. Parentheses, <laughs> that, that's Billy. A good one. Don't lose my number. <laughs> yep. We need more parentheses and titles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> here, here is our first coincidence. Um, Phil Collins was extra, actually an extra, uncredited extra in a Hard Day's Night. Oh no, kidding! And then, then played he played congas. On George Harrison's uh, Art of Dying album. Was not credited. And Again. La- la- later, yes, double not credited from the Beatles. Uh, later uh, uh, wrote uh, uh, George and asked him, you know, why? And George sent him back a tape and said, well, here, here was your original, you know, recordings. And it was just horrendous <laughs> but then turns out it was just a prank that george harrison was playing on phil collins <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious because he was the funny beetle yeah yeah he was the one who always had the mustache and the fur coat <laughs> everybody always knew him as the funny beetle <laughs> yeah oh boy i am sorry we are off to a smashing start here well the the funny beetle of the pop tournaments world we have ryan barrett what's happening everybody i'm jake hope everybody is doing well ryan has it been a good week it's been a great week yeah it's kind of the last week i started and this is um funny for one person but Friday was my birthday observed officially. Ah. <laughs> um, so that, that was the day I celebrated. It's like President's Day. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That that was the day that that I I pretended it was my birthday because my actual birthday is um, Wednesday, which is a work day for me. So um, and technically, your mom was in labor for three days. So. You know. She was, so it works. <laughs> um, and sorry, Judy. <laughs> and then, um, so yeah, Friday um, was really great. Um, did a lot of fun stuff, and um, and yeah, hung out right with on. my new 
lady friend all day. Yeah. And um, then we... Um, then tonight went out for birthday dinner number two with the parents. Mm-hmm. That was very fun. And um, so we... Old Country Buffet twice. We went to Old Country Buffet twice. I had to double <laughs> double up on the Sunday station. Um, no, we went to Lat 14, which is an amazing yeah. restaurant in Golden yeah. Valley. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Um, that was very fun. And, um, yeah, that's about it. I got Oh, and I got a new turntable. Mm, finally. So, yep, I'm just I was just trying to hook it up like right before we got on the air here. Um did didn't get I got the record to spin, I got the needle to move, but the needle's not dropping on the record yet. Mm. Wait for that first classic needle drop. <laughs> yep. First song I'm trying to uh get the needle to drop on is Angela, the taxi theme. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> hip hop legend <laughs> yes right on um been been busy catching up on shows any um not a ton i i started watching um a really good movie though i think you mentioned it last week or the week before um but the new jonah hill movie you people oh yeah did you watch it i haven't yet no but i so interested. W- we're about halfway through, so we didn't we didn't have a chance to finish it yet. But the first half is like great, L- literally you're, you're, like you're through one... the U half. I'm through the U half exactly. <laughs> Chapter U. Um, we l- literally within like two minutes. I'm like, yep, I'm in. Um, it's it's just really really fun writing and silly. Love Jonah Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Eddie Murphy's actually really good in it too. I think I, again, I'm I'm here for the uh, Murphy Renaissance. The Murphy Sons. Sure. The Eddie Sons. There, yeah. There's no real good way for it to roll off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Well, yeah, I, I'm excited to to check that uh, check that out. I, I'll probably get to it in a day or two now that it's finally on Netflix. As I love yeah. my streaming services. Um, speaking of, I finally got around to, um, and I can't remember uh, if if you have seen it yet or not, or if we, we just haven't talked about it, but um, uh, I Love My Dad uh, from 2022 on Hulu. Uh, I don't think no, I'm have, familiar. Not familiar with this movie at all. So, um Directed by James uh, Morosini, um, who you probably recognize from the Sex Lives the Godfather. of Girls. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it star. It, he's also in it. Um, Patton Oswalt plays the titular dad. Um, but uh, based on a true story that actually happened to James, um, but essentially uh, a young man gets catfished by his dad who he, who he has cut out of his life is this ringing any bells yet no oh you you should check this out really really it's a tough movie to get through there's definitely some cringy moments but really really so, well done and i know i know how much uh you're a fan of kind of like these indie roles for pat Oswalt. yeah like the, um, yeah yeah big fan sounds kind of mumblecore yeah well <laughs> 
But what wasn't that the title of his other movie? He was a big fan, where he was the giant. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, that was great. I wasn't saying you were a big fan. I was saying the movie. I, big I, fan. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> I am a big fan as well, though. Big fan of that movie. <laughs> uh, Rachel Dratch uh, has a has a pretty uh, small but significant role in it. Really, really good film. Check it out on Hulu. Um, and then also checked out uh, Pleasure on Showtime. Uh, the film um, it stars a, uh, a Swedish uh, young Swedish ac- actress, um, but it's about her getting into the porn industry, and it's, okay. it actually has a, a bunch of uh, adult film stars in it. Um, but won a bunch of awards uh, at Cannes and Sundance, and so checked it out. Um, interesting. Not enough nudity for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, it, it, it's 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 a another one that's it's definitely got some cringy moments, but it's it's worth watching. You know, it, it, well well acted and and well performed. So, and I'm just a dirty old man, so I have sure. to check it out. Um, but yeah, enough about that. Let's get into some tournament talk. We do have to say a big. Congratulations! This one was back and forth all day. Oh my! Were you God. Wa- were, were you watching this? I wasn't. Not until uh, the the final uh, result. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, congratulations to where everybody knows your name from Cheers, winning forty nine to forty eight over the Fresh Prince of Bel Air from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And I think we wow. we could have let this go for three days, and it still yeah. would have just. It depends on when we cut off the voting. Yeah, uh, I, I think this would have gone back and forth the whole time. It was constant, pretty much constantly within three votes throughout the day. So um, a fun one. You know, a few weeks ago, we, we talked about possibly doing a tournament of champions. I think what would be really fun is to put all of the champions on one side and all of the second place on the other Ooh. side and then a revenge championship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or possible. <laughs> so we we could see Uncle Phil up against the theme from Fresh Prince. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah. Multiverse. Uh um, yeah. no, let's uh let, well let's get back into our romantic comedy universe. Um so uh, going over the kind of the first round uh, of one side here, um, we've had a few plans already happen, um, but uh, coming up first, we're going to have Sleepless in Seattle from 1993 uh, up against While You Were Sleeping from 1995. This is our snoozer. Yeah. <laughs> See what I did yeah. there? <laughs> yep. Not an accident. It's, it's also our Bill Pullman matchup. Oh, I didn't realize he was in Sleepless. Bill Pullman appears in both of these films. I I always thought it was Tom Hanks in that movie. (laughs) Yes, minor role. (laughs) Dick. Uh, No, Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, uh, directed by Nora Ephron. This is not the last time we will hear her name, but a fantastic job directing by her. Made $227 worldwide. Um, Rita Wilson also in this movie and i it, it's just so weird that tom hanks always puts his wife in movies where she has to watch him kiss other women but yeah 
<laughs> Maybe that's their thing. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell in her second uh, uh, on-screen role and had previously already been in a league of their own with Tom Hanks and Bill Pullman. So former champion, uh, <laughs> right? Sports movie, what? sports movie, sports movie yes, tournament. Also champion. another former champion. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But does does while you were sleeping have a chance up against this behemoth of sleepless? No. In Seattle. No. You- um, but I, I mean, me personally, I have more. I've I've seen while you were sleeping more than sleepless in Seattle. Just weirdly, you know how that is like when when you're you love at Columbus. a certain age and. I do. I'm a big coma guy. Um, and I, uh, yeah, first, you know, I just saw while you were sleeping a bunch and I really liked it. So sure. But sleepless in Seattle is like one of the goats in the rom-com universe. So, um, you know, besides when Harry met Sally, I think this is the first thing people think of, you know? So I, I think this is a slam dunk. Well, and I think uh, I, I want to say 13th all time uh, highest grossing rom-coms. Uh, again, obviously, other films, you know, came out when this is not adjusted for inflation. So, yeah, yeah. If we if we did that. Um, 93 was a big year for Hanks, though. Also had Philadelphia. Oh, nice. Overshadowed. Great movie. So, o- Love it. Overshadowed. Yeah. <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle or Philadelphia. Now I'm putting Philadelphia. Yeah. No, Philadelphia. No, no question. Um, and we we left out of this tournament. I thought we we could have even had a mini section um, of all the Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, if we had included Joe versus the volcano. Mm, yeah, just slipped I, out though. Didn't yep, yep. That that was on that was on the the short list of the the long list. It didn't make the, the long list. list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, whoever wins there will be taking on our 99 matchup. And this is this is a fun one. Our, our 99 high school matchup, if you will. Uh, we have 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, the, you know, take on William Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew up against She's All That. Again, kind of a take on uh, Pygmalion. So this is kind of our uh, uh, stage performance matchup. Um, I recently watched uh, She's All That. You got Freddie Prince Jr., Rachel Lee Cook, Matthew Lillard, Paul Walker, right, right in that uh, Fast and the Furious era. Kieran some, Culkin, some of the great, some of the greatest movie stars of all time, really. <laughs> well, hold on, no, Kieran. We've been talking a lot Kier- of Succession. Besides so. Kieran, besides Kieran Culkin, <laughs> Usher. Oh, nice. Yeah, forgot he Academy was in that. O- Academy Award winner Anna Paquin. Oh yeah, she's good. Cameo Ish. appearance by Sarah Michelle Geller. Kevin Pollock. All right, Kevin Pollock is in. She's all that. You got to give it up for mm. my man Kevin Pollock. Great walk in. Uh, <laughs> so apparently, uh, M Night Shyamalan polished the script for She's All That. Yeah. That's insane. I was I was disturbed. Did, did he come up with the twist where she <laughs> yeah. became hot at the end? <laughs> He's like, listen, I understand what's going on here, but what if she's hot? <laughs> um, no, but the thing that I was not so happy to learn, but it made sense after watch. I, I just watched it a week ago. Uh, apparently, 
Harvey Weinstein was heavily invested in the changes to the script and the direction of the movie, and it shows. It shows. But um, Ten Things I Hate About You, uh, early early vehicle from Heath Ledger. We have uh, starring starring Julia Stiles, Harry Styles' mother. Um, <laughs> Joseph, <laughs> I was wondering how long you were going to let me get away with that. <laughs> I think the time works out. She could have been. It's she would have been really young. <laughs> it's not spelled the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plus, she's not British. <laughs> After. <laughs> she converted. Uh, jo- <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Allison Janney. Love me uh, some Allison Janney. Now, uh, this cast. This cast is legit. Oh, and you know who else appeared in this movie? Uh, uh, ben Wyatt's, or Adam Scott's favorite band, Letters to Cleo. Mm, nice. So, um, I think, I, I, though, given our demographic, I think this is actually going to be close. Me too. I think this is the closest of all the first round matchups for sure. Everybody and I think that, loves that Shamlon twist. I, I, th- I think that 10 Things has a slight bump over She's All That. Oh, yeah. Just, just judging from what other people tell me. I don't really have a, a horse in the race. Um, I, I, I need to watch 10 Things I Hate About You, like, now. Um, because Let's I don't think I've ever seen it. I, I don't think I've seen it from beginning to end. I've seen, like, bits and pieces. Um, and a lot of people tell me, like, this movie's amazing. And I don't think people have that same reverence for She's All That. However... <laughs> she saw that as like a meme. You know what I mean? It was oh, yeah. so the, big the whole... that that people are like, "Oh, they she's all that at him or whatever." You know what I mean? Like it's a. I feel like she's all that is a way bigger cultural moment than Ten Things I Hate About You. Ten Things I Hate About You is probably just a better movie. There, there were so many quotes from this movie that I, I wanted to write down, and I just did not have pen and paper near me. Um, it it is def- like so. Next week we'll talk about a movie that I absolutely hated, but this was a bad movie that I loved. I loved how bad she's all that was. Like I I actually enjoyed it for its badness. Where there is another movie again next week, just straight up bad, and I hated it. So um, yeah, I think it'll be close. I think it'll be interesting to uh, see where the pop tarts land on this. So. Yeah. Um, jumping down to the second half of this side, uh, we're going to have Groundhog Day from 1993 uh, up against As Good As It Gets, um, as long as As Good As It Gets holds on to its uh, fairly significant lead it has today while we're recording, but uh, shouldn't be too hard. Um, Groundhog Day, uh, directed by Harold Ramis, another Harold Ramis, Bill Murray uh uh, venture andy mcdowell chris elliott um did you know this was michael shannon's film debut i didn't he plays the newlywed um i can't remember his name um but yeah uh michael shannon's film debut they wanted uh, uh other people that were offered this role the bill murray role uh chevy chase tom hanks 
Michael Eric Keaton. Stoltz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Stoltz and Ke- no, uh, my- Michael Keaton is the only one I could see actually pulling off that role. Yeah, yeah. Possibly. I, I think he of- could be great. But here's the other weird one. Um, in the Andy McDowell role, uh, Tori Amos was considered. No shit. Right? That's insane. Michael, I, now now that just makes me want to become a crazy billionaire and remake this movie with Michael Keaton and Tori Amos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, grossed $105 million, but uh, Ramis and Murray fought a lot on set. I personally, I love this movie. Bo- both had their, you know, mixed feelings about the finished product, but I love this movie. It's one of my favorite rom-coms. I think it's equal on the rom and the com. Uh, do you think it goes far in this tournament? I think it definitely will. Um, yeah. I think it's one of those movies that kind of transcends the rom-com genre, which yeah. I think is, I, I honestly don't think it's, I don't think it necessarily pops to mind when people think rom-com, you know, even sure. though it is like, if you saw this movie today, you'd be like, oh my God, it's so great. It's like a rom-com, but there's like some fantasy elements to it, you know, yeah. but for some reason, I think it kind of gets lumped in with like the other Bill Murray movies and like yeah. kind of weird time travel type movies you know i don't think it gets lumped in with the other rom-coms as much even though that's clearly what it is you know yeah um but that being said i think this movie is very popular i think that it will be popular in the in our demo um and i think it's a really really great movie um as good as it gets i also enjoy um yeah it's gonna be i don't think it's I think Groundhog Day is on a different level. Um, the other thing I was going to mention, too, unsung hero of the movie, Stephen Tobolowski. Oh, I was just going to say, Ned? <laughs> Ned, Ned Needlemeyer? Is that his name? Ryerson? Right, Ned Ryerson, yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. That, uh, how, how long unfor- do you think he was stuck in the loop? <laughs> yeah, forever. He still is. <laughs> no, it ends, clearly ends with him not stuck in the loop anymore. <laughs> well, ass. Um, I would. No. I, my guess is a hundred years. Hmm. So that, that's I mean, a long he, time. He learns French. He learns how to play piano. <laughs> Secret: He actually knew how to play piano already. He just was doing that for comedic effect. Interesting. I don't know. Um, <laughs> our, so whoever wins there, our last matchup uh, we'll talk about today, uh, we'll be going up against y- You've Got Mail from 1998 uh, or Four Weddings and a Funeral from 1994. So once again, Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, Nora Ephron. Coincidence? I don't know. Um taking advantage of the online boom in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) this was a real cash grab well no but i mean who who even remembers that phrase the the, i don't know it totally was but you know i I think it made people who get netflix envelopes still (laughs) yeah no i i think it honestly made sense at the time though like 
it it is such a it's such an artifact of that year pretty much yeah. that that was a yeah. thing you know yeah. but i think it made sense to be like oh like this is kind of a tale as old as time sure but we're going to update it for <laughs> the modern era you know what i mean it it seemed it seemed like it made sense at the time and i will also say that people who love rom-coms a lot more than i do say this is like the best wait you know? wait, wait. I, so I, are I, you tell me i've heard people say you've got mail is better than sleepless in seattle are you telling me back in the day people would write letters anonymously to each other signed <laughs> signed shopper girl and yeah <laughs> new york yeah. 156 <laughs> tale, tale is all this time, time. <laughs> <laughs> well we, we we've got more greg kinnear here um just like Talk in, soup yep uh parker posey <laughs> dave chappelle randomly in this movie uh minnesota's own steve zahn it nice. made 250 million so uh i get what you're saying but that's 250 in 1998 compared to uh sleepless in seattle's 227 in 93 yeah you know i don't know um, Four Weddings and a Funeral. I, again, also recently rewatched this. Personally, couldn't get into it. That's what I've I've actually never seen it, but I've, I remember never seen it, was, it. No. And I know so many people um, loved it at the time. And I feel like now the veneers, for, for some reason, like, I don't think it's really stood the test of time the way. I mean, it was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. No, I mean, like. Yeah, I don't think people really talk about it like as one of the great rom-coms of the 90s anymore. Well, you got Hugh Grant like maybe you know, not obviously not his debut, but really brought this this is what brought Hugh Grant to American audiences. Um Andy McDowell, so funny thing, Andy McDowell was actually in town promoting Groundhog Day or in London promoting Groundhog Day, and that's how she ended up uh getting the role in this film. Hmm. Uh, they they wanted Alan Rickman, but he he refused to come in and do a reading. Personally, I thought he would have been perfect as the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we speaking of Alan Rickman, uh, going to, connecting to a coincidence, another one of his films, Love Actually. We have a, a heavy feature of the Trogs. Love is all around. In Four Weddings and a Funeral, which was later turned into that uh, Christmas song, In Love Actually. So, hmm. coincidences all around here. Um, I don't know. I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I, I know, you know, like people who really, really love rom-coms, Four Weddings and a Funeral is always up there near the top of the list. Yeah. Um, but I'm guessing you don't see this as a close match. No. no, no, I don't. And, you know, I, it's just kind of, you know, all, all I have is what I hear, you know, just <laughs> from kind of random people. And I just don't hear a lot people of people talking about for what, yeah, people in the, I have my ear to the, <laughs> to the ground and I'm listening. Um, and, people and people, people are not talking about four weddings and a funeral <laughs> and people are talking about you've got mail. <laughs> Like that Alan Rickman, who would have been so perfect as the funeral. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I've, you're not the first person I've heard say that. Believe it or not. <laughs> I hear that all the time on the streets. <laughs> Can't believe they did that to him. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, so, you know, out, out of these eight, do, do you do you feel like there's a favorite on this side? You know, I kind of think 10 Things I Hate About You might Could be, be a, a dark horse. Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, I think that, all you know, Sleepless in Seattle and Groundhog Day are kind of the obvious yep. heavy hitters. But I don't know. I just don't. Yeah. I don't know how popular Sleepless in Seattle is. It's a little bit older, so... I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. Uh, I forgot to ask you. Do you do you want to take a guess at the groundhog's name uh, from Groundhog Day? His real name or his yeah, yeah. name in the movie? No, the, the 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 actor that played the groundhog. Um, I would say Chris Elliott. Scooter. <laughs> oh, nice. I thought it'd been funny if they would have named him after. An existing actor. <laughs> You're like, actually, that was Hugh Grant also. Yeah. <laughs> that was his film debut. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I, I think he kind of hit the, the nail on the head there. Ten, ten things might be the dark horse, but uh, obviously Sleepless and Groundhog are the two favorites. So um, do you have anything else this week? I don't think so. Well... Then, for everyone out there in the Pop Tournaments universe, please keep on voting and keep on popping. Pop, pop. Coincidence! All right. <laughs> uh, it is ooh, spicy. So what's the weirdest thing you put hot sauce on? Mm, my dick. Yeah, but you can't say your dick. <laughs> um, God, I, I don't know. Nothing really that weird, I guess. Oh, I don't know. Mac and cheese, maybe? That's not really weird. No, I mean, but it's up there. It's not yeah. up there, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I I I regularly put hot sauce on mac and cheese. I mean, I put eggs. hot sauce on like hash browns, eggs. Okay. Not all the time. Sometimes. Corn dog. Nope. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all out of the way. <laughs> you, you could you could go to jail in some places for that. <laughs> hot sauce on a corn dog. <laughs> hey boy, I see what you're doing there. <laughs>